Hi, listeners. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by The Draw Shop, and we've got something exciting for you. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been asked what you do? We all get asked this, right? Have you then answered and then got the response of totally glazed over eyes or just the look of someone politely smiling but definitely not caring? It sucks. I know. I've totally been there on both sides, actually. That's why my team and I at The Draw Shop now offer a service to help you perfect your elevator pitch so that people immediately understand how you can make their life better and so that you can use this anywhere in your marketing. It's the single statement that compels your prospects to take action right away. Here's what happens. You meet with an expert copywriter on our team to define the problem you solve, how you solve it, and the transformation your customers experience after working with you. From there, we'll turn that into a short and sweet elevator pitch just for you and create a compelling one-page visual story to help the world better understand your business and how you can help them. For a special limited time offer, we are offering you this service for one-third the usual price, valued at $1,500. Yep, 70% off. Again, this will only be available for a limited time, and we've already seen incredible results with our clients changing this one single statement. So to get your word perfect pitch today, head to www.thedrawshop.com forward slash elevator pitch now. That's www.thedrawshop.com forward slash elevator pitch. Okay, let's get into today's episode. You've likely made many mistakes and that's okay. And I sure as heck have made a ton of mistakes. And I know that those mistakes were actually the catalyst to learning how to do something in a way that brings results. Hello, and welcome to another Backstage Business episode. You're listening to episode 27, and I'm continuing on with my series of marketing and sales podcasts because I really want to help you get to that point where you're not worried about leads coming in, how many leads, um, whether you're going to have any leads for next week. I want to get you into that place where you actually have predictable lead flow. And that's the purpose of me doing all of these episodes and giving you these bite-size pieces of information that can really help you build the ultimate sales funnel so that you can experience leads popping out of your funnel and your team getting to sell to them, you getting to sell to them, and just really taking advantage of what you can do when you have an automated awesome sales funnel in place. So we're continuing on. But first, I'm going to ask you something. Are you like me, someone who hears about a new strategy and gets super excited and wants to try it right away? Do you fill your brain with so many ideas and know that many of them could probably work, but you haven't really executed on them enough to really know if they will? I have done this so many times and I know that probably the biggest reason why I haven't executed is because I didn't have enough information to execute properly. It wasn't that I didn't love the idea or what it could bring to me. It's just that I would get overwhelmed and then I would just stop because more information would be thrown at me. I'd want to take it all in. And then I kind of was like, oh shoot, I feel so overwhelmed that I'm actually stifled. I'm going to put that on hold and then it would never get done. 
And, you know, there are other times too, where you realize maybe that strategy wasn't so great, but the core reason I know that I haven't executed on certain ideas was that I didn't have enough of a foundational knowledge to actually execute on it effectively and thoroughly. And I really do believe that for everything that is a success and remains a success was built on a strong foundation. You can think of this in relationships or in business or really anything in life, but here's what I found out to be true about foundations. It's true that it is a lot easier to have a really strong foundation from the get-go, like build the great foundation and then you, you know, you can, you can make mistakes and you're okay, or you can have hard lessons and be okay because you have this foundation. But often what I've seen in life and especially in businesses is that some foundations are quickly put together and it's right when you have an idea and you've started something and you rush into it and it's not until something breaks that you realize, oh shoot, that foundation wasn't so strong and then it breaks again and then it breaks again. But when you go back and yes, it's like, so much more work to have to go back because it's broken now and you have to rebuild, but you go back and you rebuild, you do it so much smarter. And suddenly you find yourself looking back going, wow, I'm actually a lot farther than I ever thought that I could be. And yes, it may have taken the long, hard way, but you realize, wow, it was really important that I had to go through that to get here. So I hope that makes sense because this is something that's been really, really true for me. You know, we've all made mistakes. You've likely made many mistakes and that's okay. And I sure as heck have made a ton of mistakes. And I know that those mistakes were actually the catalyst to learning how to do something in a way that brings results. Of course, we all say, if I knew what I knew, what I know today If I would have known this information back then, I'd be so much farther ahead. And yes, of course, of course, but we all grow and learn at varying paces. So you can learn very quickly, I can't. And some things that I can learn very quickly, others can't. The important part is the lesson that is learned. And these are the things that solidify the foundation. So in episode 25, I talked about your sales funnel and how it didn't matter how many people came to your site to see what you do. What matters is what they do when they come to your site and what journey you're going to take them on. What experience are they going to have? Whatever it is that you do, you have competition out there. And if you are playing the world of in the world of paid ads, you know that you have a lot of competition. So Even just to get someone to click on your ad is highly competitive. You must have a really, really good system in place to convert people into clicks and clicks into leads and leads into customers and those customers into repeat customers. That is when you have a business, actual revenue, actual cash flow. Without this, you will fade. Unfortunately, you you will fade quickly. And I, I know that you already know this. It's like, you know what you need to do, but you don't do it because it feels daunting. And like, it will take so long to have those things in place. 
So you stall and you procrastinate and you keep your focus on the low hanging fruit, which is what most of your competitors are probably doing as well. But when you think of creating your 24-7 performing and selling for you funnel, doesn't it feel like, how could I possibly do all that? That just sounds like so much work. Can't I just tweak what I'm doing here or there and then sales will just improve? You might have a sales funnel in place and the thought of building another one or an additional one for another service is just terrifying. And I so get it. I so get it. But I also know that if you don't do this, the hard cold truth is that you most likely won't survive the competition that is doing this. So here's something I recently learned and I'm uh, excited, a little nervous to share this with you, maybe a little embarrassed or nervous because you might think I'm crazy and and that's okay. But I firmly believe that what I'm going to share with you in this episode is so, so valuable. So I'm just going to tell you this. In the beginning of my business, I was told you got to be going after the low hanging fruit. That's where all of your focus should be. Don't, don't waste your time on, on anyone else. Just, just get the peeps that really want what you have to offer. Only target those people that are ready to buy. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Because you think, well, of course, I don't want to waste my time on people that aren't ready. I mean, let's, let's really give our all to the people that we, we want to be part of our tribes. But it turns out that I was misled. I was definitely misled here. Because what I've learned since is that I should have been targeting a way bigger market. And now you're going, wait, this is crazy. No, 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 no. You're supposed to, you're supposed to target just your, your niche of people. Just hear me out until the end of this episode, because it's, it's all going to come together for you. Because I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you should only be dealing with people that would actually buy. And you, you like to talk about your ideal customer avatar summers, and that's what you're always telling us to focus on. But hold on, because when I say that, I mean that you do need to know exactly who you are talking to because you need that knowledge in order to attract your ideal customer. We still want to do that. It's just that just because somebody is willing to buy right now, aka the low-hanging fruit, doesn't mean that they won't want to one day. And what if you could get the people that aren't ready, that don't even realize they need you, and... On top of that, get the people that are ready to hand over dollars to you and let you make their life better. Like, what if you could have all of that? Wouldn't that be ideal? See, that's how you get a consistent pipe of qualified leads, but you're nurturing all of those levels of leads so that they eventually become those ideal customer avatars. So here's the reality. If you look at 100% of prospects in your market, whatever that is, of those, only 3% are ready to buy your solution. About 17% are looking and researching before they're buy, so they might not be ready to buy now, but they're looking and they're researching. 20% know that they need a solution to the problem you solve. And now listen to this, 60% aren't even aware that it's a problem that needs to be solved. So now think of this. You're hungry. So you walk into a food court, 
You have a plethora of food to choose from, lots of little restaurants, and you're in buying mode. You have money in your pocket. You're ready to spend that money. All the food shops in there are doing what they can to get you to buy from them. We have the best beef, or here, try a sample of of our chicken, or we'll give you a free drink with your meal, and on and on. They've got all these incentives to buy from them. They are working it. They are working it to get you the low-hanging fruit to buy from them. But what about the other people in the mall who are just cruising past the food court? The ones who are starting to get hungry or who didn't even realize they were hungry until they saw the sign with the juicy burger or who know that they're not quite hungry yet, but they will be in a couple of hours after more shopping. Here's what I'm getting at. If you own a food shop at the food court and you only wait for the hungry people to come to you, you've got some major competition. And I'm guessing your competition in that food court is given it when it comes to getting those people to come to them. If you're then having to share all of those people, you're probably not going to grow. You're just going to have that same 3% and you're sharing them with everyone. Where you can really dominate is with that 17% and that 20% that aren't getting targeted yet. Those who know they're going to get hungry and will soon be thinking about how to fix their hungry. (laughs) They're hungry. Their hunger. You can also totally win with the 60% who don't even know they're hungry. You can now prime them for buying with you when they are ready, not just when they're ready, but like before they're ready. Like maybe in other shops or cruising the mall that aren't even near the food court. You can plant seeds. Does that make sense? I'm speaking in super basic terms, but I want you to get this. Hey, everyone. Did you know that for a limited time, I'm teaching free live webinars on why your marketing isn't working and how to fix it? In it, I'll be teaching the five-part marketing plan that will increase your revenue, save you a ton of hours, and get you feeling confident that you are using marketing that is growing your business. You can find out more information at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash marketing. That's www.thedrawshop.com forward slash marketing, and you can pick a time that works for you. All right, back to the episode. So I listened to Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm sure many of you know who he is. And if not, go look him up. He'll pop right up, and he's the master at delivering valuable content consistently over and over and over again every single day. And he talks about this idea all the time. He talks about playing the long game. So what does that mean? It means instead of looking at your low-hanging fruit and getting them to transact with you, you actually look at them as someone you want to bring in from the very beginning and keep them for as long as you can. You want to show them so much value that you are the one they think of when that problem arises and when someone they know has that same problem. But the quick wham, bam, thank you, ma'am sale is going to bring you a quick buck. True. That low hanging fruit brings you the dollar, but you're missing out on the long game and the potential of what that could be. Honestly, I've this is like true, true story. I have downloaded free guides and reports from lots of different businesses and influencers that have caught my interest. And from that freebie that they gave me, it might, it might've been an ad that said, download your free report on marketing, something copywriting. Okay, cool. I'm going to download. I am a copywriter, 
it's telling me something that I didn't realize I might be doing wrong. I'm totally going to download it. And I enter in my name and email, and I then get dropped into an email list. I'm then retargeted on Facebook and Google as I'm also getting these emails. And while I may not, may not buy from that company or that person that day or even that month or maybe even that year, if their content continues to engage me and speaks to my needs and wants, some of them that I didn't even realize I had, I will absolutely continue to consume that content. And for those that I keep consuming, I do end up spending lots of money, sometimes thousands of dollars with them. And yes, it might be a year later, but that is the beauty of playing the long game. That is the beauty of building a powerful sales funnel where you are constantly having people come in at all different levels that are consistently getting nurtured. So while you are having fun with that low-hanging fruit, you are building some more low-hanging fruit. You get the people into your tribe and you nurture them until they are ready, all the while building more and more trust, which is the most important Because even if they're not in the market to buy for what you offer right now, you better believe that with that amount of trust and all the value that you have brought to them, you are going to be the person they buy from when they're ready. You don't want to turn. You don't want them to turn to somebody else, right? You want them to turn to you. So really what I encourage you to think about is how can you move the 97% of leads through your funnel so that they can become customers. Instead of just focusing on that 3% and building an ad just for that top 3%, what can you do for that 97% so that you can get them into your funnel and nurture them and show them value so that the ones that really are your ideal customers actually become customers? So let's dive into this and really look at what we can do to take totally cold leads and turn them into someone who wants to click the buy now button on your site. To do this, we have to understand where they're at and meet them there, where they're at now. And all of these different levels that we've discussed, the ready to buy, the didn't even know they had a problem, the "Mm, I think I have a problem, I'm going to research, they're all in different places and they need to be communicated to in a very different way. And that is so important. So often, and many of your competitors are probably doing this, businesses are communicating in one way to all of these different levels. And it's why they're not seeing the results they want. For the 60% that don't have a clue as to whether they have a problem for the solution that you have, what they need is education. If you don't know about something or even know that it exists, you're probably not searching for it. If I don't know that there's this problem I have, if I don't know I have this problem, I'm not on Google searching for it. The top 3%, they're searching for it. They're in Google, they're looking for it. And if your ad pops up, awesome, low-hanging fruit. But your cold leads, they didn't even know it was a problem. So you're going to need very different ad copy and communication for each of those. The great thing about becoming aware of something is that you become interested and more interested and more interested (laughs) as, as you learn more. Once you're aware of it and you get that education, you just want more and more. And the more that you learn, the more educated you are on that topic, the more likely you are going to buy something for that problem eventually. 
especially if it promises to deliver you results. And in, you know, episodes ago, I, or I talk about this a lot actually, is what is that transformational feeling that these people want? You're, when you're looking at your ideal customer, what is that transformational feeling that they want? How can you speak to that before somebody even knows that they have the problem? So don't you, don't you want to be that person for someone else? Don't you want to be in a place where you aren't begging for customers and you are instead having people ask to do business with you? I'm going to get into ads and copy and all of that, all of the ways for you to communicate with these different levels in, in the coming episodes. It's, it's too much to do in, in just one. Right now, what I want you to think about is how you can attract prospects at any level and how you can bring them value and educate them, how you can continue to nurture them by bringing even more value after you've gotten them into your funnel, and then how you can get them to become a customer. And the beauty of this is that once you get this into place and it's working for you so that you have those ideal customers just waiting to buy from you, it's it's an incredible feeling. <laughs> it's incredible. And yes, there is work up front in building this machine. There's definitely work, and, and that's what I'm hoping to take you through in these, in these episodes. And you can do even more research on, on this, but I'm giving you pretty much the basics that will work once you have it in place. Because once it's in place, you really just have to revisit and refine it as needed. And then you have this framework that you can repeat for any other kind of service that you have. And then you've got this thing on autopilot. It's selling for you 24-7. And that 97%, you know these type of people. They take a lot of work to warm up and sell to. And ideally, we want them coming to us when they've reached that 3% mode, that ready-to-buy mode. So when your funnel is built correctly, it will do that hard work for you but you have to do some of this work at the very beginning to get it into place. Okay, so are you ready for me to get into the work and what you have to do? It's actually fun. I think it's super fun, especially if you're a marketer and you learn a lot about your business. What's really fun is realizing the results that you have. And when you start getting those results, you're going to be like, why did I not do this sooner? That's what I thought. So you need a sales funnel. And, and that sales funnel consists of that free information, like the, the example I gave in an ad. It's an ebook, it's a report, it's a guide, it's, it's a quiz maybe so that somebody can learn more about what it is they actually need to solve their problem. It's something that brings them value and actually forces them to look at their problem, problem differently and realize that there is a solution. This is the opportune time for you to position your solution as the ultimate solution for them. And as you continue to nurture these leads that have now gotten your, your valuable information for free, you can then nurture them via texts, emails, however it is that you communicate with them. And then as you continue to nurture and bring them value, you then create an offer for them that is impossible to say no to. And like, honestly, I'm not kidding when I say that if you execute on, on this sales funnel and just those few items, you will actually see your conversions and sales double. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing. People don't just buy from something cold. 
they most likely are not, you've heard that expression, they're not wanting to get married right away. They need to date. They need to date you for a little bit. Okay, so earlier I said that we're going to talk about how to communicate to these people. Yes, we're going to get into that even more in the coming episodes, but let's just lay the groundwork on how to even get started. And this is something that's part of your foundation that you're really going to really going to want to do this exercise. What I'm talking about is knowing who this customer is inside and out. As well as you know your your wife or your husband, your partner, your best friend, your child, that's like how well I want you to know and understand your customer. It's like as if you're writing about this person that you just know so well. And this does not mean, well, I know that they're a male. I know that they're 50-something years old. They live on the East Coast. That's all fine, but you need to know so much more. And most people are marketing just to those little generic, you know, very few points my audience is 30 to 50. They're mostly women. They're this or that, but it's, they have like five things. I'm talking about really getting to know your customer. And so I've actually put together a pretty PDF exercise of the customer persona. And, you know, like I was saying early on, I've, I fill my brain with so much information. And then what, what we've done in our business is take what's really worked for us because there's so many genius pieces in all the books that I've read. And then you start to realize what are the things that have really been impactful for you. So these are some of the questions that I've put together. They're not anything you haven't heard before. They're great. And it's just pulling from, you know, so many different questionnaires and things that, that we have taken ourselves to understand our ideal customer. You can download these questions. I'm about to go through them with you. You can download this PDF uh, if you go to the page for this episode, which is thedrawshop.com forward slash 27. And it's the the number 27, thedrawshop.com forward slash 27. And you can download these questions and do this exercise. So I'm going to quickly read them. And then I really, I really strongly encourage you to block a short amount of time, get your cup of coffee and just go through these and answer them and actually even have your team, team do the same. Cause I think you're going to discover a lot more. So I call these the customer persona questions. There's about 16 questions here and I'm just going to read them real quickly and just give you an idea of what to think about. But I do encourage you to download the PDF. You can also find them in the show notes. And, and answer them, get to, get to know your customer a little bit better on that intimate level. So number one is who are they? Name, name them. Like, honestly, we have named, I have named my customer persona. And sometimes you might have different ones for different services. It depends what type of business you have. You might have male, you might have female, you might have more than one, but try, try with that one ideal, ideal customer first. And what is their name? And as you as you start going through these questions, you're going to you're going to make up this person that you're going to refer to often. So, who are they? What is their name? Yes, what is their age? Yes, what is their gender and where do they live? All of that great great stuff, but we're taking it even further. What is their home life like? Are they married? Are they single? Do they have children? Do they have pets? What is their work life like? What, what is their job? What is their role in the company? Do they like their job? What's the status? What kind of company do they work for? What is their financial status? How much money do they make per year? Do they have assets? Are they a homeowner? Are they a renter? What are their business or professional interests? Where did they go to school? What level of education did they achieve? 
What kind of training have they gotten? How do they spend their leisure time? Do they like sports? Are they part of an adult team? Do they have special interests? What do they do during that free time? Where do they go? Where do they go when they're just hanging out? Are there certain events? Are there groups? Is there a Wednesday night happy hour that they go to every week? Who do they hang out with or follow? Like if they're on Instagram or they're on Facebook, first of all, are they even there? What kind of brands are they following? Who are the influencers that they like to follow? What are their most pressing challenges? Like what's causing an issue today, right now, that keeps them up at night? What are their biggest frustrations? What are the things that are getting in their way from achieving what they want? What are their likely or most common objections? So by that, I mean, when they're thinking about what you offer, what are the most obvious things that they're like, yeah, but what are they skeptical about? What about your product or your service or your category of business? Are they, are they kind of having doubts about who or what influences their decisions? Where do their pressures come from? Are they trying to please their parents? Do they have a boss to please? Is it their wife? Is it their husband? Is it the other moms in town? What specific result or outcome are they looking for? Like, what would be amazing for them? What is that? What is that transformational experience they want to have? And if they do, how does that make them feel inside? What are those internal feelings that they want to have. What does their purchase of your product or service say about them in terms of their personality or character? What does it say about them if they buy your service or product? And finally, what are their aspirations and desires? And how do they see your product or service contributing to their desire and outcomes? Those are a lot of questions I know, and that's why I want you to download that, that PDF. It'll, it'll help you. Just get out your, your Google Docs, wherever you take notes, and keep it. Have other people on the team add to it. After doing this, summarize who this person is and write it out, a brief write-up on who they are. This is Sally. She's 35. She's single. She lives in an apartment. She's trying to start up her own business. Who is this person? Write it all out. She's got a cat named Fluffy. So really, really get to know who this person is. And as we go deeper into this, I'll then start to show you how you can turn this into really great copy, into amazing lead generators, those eBooks and reports and free giveaways that will get these ideal customers into your funnel ASAP. We're going to speak directly to them and they're going to want to download that thing that you have and suddenly they've gained trust with you. But you got to do it in the right way. Got to do it the right way. Got to do it in an effective way. In this episode, you have now learned that there is way more in your market that you can target. And after you answer these customer persona questions, you will then have all you need to take it to the next step. I hope this was helpful. I really, really appreciate you guys for joining me today and listening, and I can't wait to dive in to the next one.
Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcasts where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.